People go to jobs that they hate, 87% of Americans, and guess what? And they pray they don't get fired. That's, 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 that's no way to live. That's why you're here. You just said, you know what? No. I ain't going out like this. <laughs> I'm telling you. And people think you're crazy, and you are. You got to be crazy today. You got to be out of your mind. My favorite book said, let that mind be in you. You got to have another mind in you that says, I got this. This is my life. I own this. I'm going to call the shots here. Nobody's going to tell me how much I'm worth, what time I can take a lunch break. I'm not going to anybody and ask for permission to take my family on vacation. No. No, I got this. I've got a vehicle. I can take me to another place. That's why you said yes. Give yourselves a round of applause. Mr. Washington said, Mr. Brown, transform your mindset. Number two, he said, practice. Let us say together, OQP. Write this down. Only quality people. Only quality people. You don't want everybody in your organization. You want only quality people. Here's something else he said. Mr. Brown, yes, sir. And this is what we're going to do in this presentation. It's called presentation power. He said, develop your communication skills, how you present yourself, how you sell yourself. He said, once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. And then he said something else. Let us say together with conviction. I want everybody to join me on this. Let us say together, you got to be hungry. Say it again. you got to be hungry. He said, what do you want to do with your life, young man? I said, sir, I want to buy my mother a home. He said, you've got to be hungry. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, people that are hungry are willing to do the things today others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. He said, people that are hungry are relentless. People that are hungry are unstoppable. People that are hungry refuse to give up. People that are hungry, no excuse is acceptable for not making their dream become a reality. I said, I'm hungry, sir. I'm hungry to take care of my mother. I'm hungry to make She'll never time. have to pay another bill once I turn 18. And she hasn't, Mr. Washington. Hungry, sir, for another life. I'm not going to die here in Liberty City. I want to travel, sir. I want to see the world. He said, you can do that, sir. He said, practice OQP, only quality people. If you run around with nine broke people, he said, I guarantee you, you'll become number 10. He said, work on your mindset. Listen to these audio programs I'm giving you every day. Lynn Turner, Dare to Be Great, every day. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Jim Rohn, every day. Zig Ziglar, program your mind, Mr. Brown. He said, how do you plan to buy your mother a home? I said, sir, I want to become a disc jockey. He says, is that right? I said, yes, sir. He says, good. He said, work on your mind. Here are my car keys. What, what, what do you want me to do with this? At lunchtime, go in my car, turn on the radio, and listen to Paul Harvey. Why? He's the world's greatest communicator. You want to be successful? Yes, sir. He says, listen and study people that are great communicators. 
That's the key to controlling your future. I said, but that's at lunchtime. In order to be successful, you got to be hungry. You got to be willing to do the things today others won't do. Are you willing to do that to be successful? To buy your mother home? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's what you have done. You've got some goals that you want to achieve. There's some things that you want to do. And you've said to yourself, I'm willing to face the nose. You said to yourself, I'm willing for people to laugh at me. You said to yourself, I'm willing to gut this out. You said to yourself, I'm willing to make this happen. You said to yourself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to build this business. I can do it. If anybody's ever done it at any point in time in history, then what's possible for one is possible for me, and I'm going to do it. That's what you said to yourself. He said, listen to Paul Harvey every day. So you want to be a disc jockey? Yes, sir. He said, I want you to create your format. What will your personality be? What style are you going to have? I said, wait a minute, sir. I want to be a disc jockey, but I don't have a job yet. And then he said something. He said, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. He said, you've got to expect to become successful. Let us say together, I expect to win. I expect to increase my recruitment. I expect to be a great presenter. I expect to become a millionaire. It's my time. It's possible. It's necessary. It's me. It's hard. It's worth it. Nietzsche said, if you know the why for living, you can endure almost anyhow. Your homework assignment is write down five reasons that will make it worth it for you. So when the tough times come, and they're going to come, when you feel like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's a part of the process, your reasons will be your rod and staff to comfort you, to take you through the storms of life. He told me, you want to be a disc jockey. Practice on your communication skills. Visualize yourself talking to thousands of people, Mr. Brown. See yourself on stage presenting. Be willing to invest in yourself. Warren Buffett was being interviewed by a financial analyst on CNN. He said, what's the most important investment a person can make today? Warren Buffett, a billionaire, has billions of dollars in the stock market, billions of dollars in real estate. He looked at the reporter and said, the most important investment you can make is in yourself. The reason you're here, the reason you invested your money, your time and energy and transportation and the room and all the costs in a so-called tough economy, because you have the mindset of a billionaire. You know investing in yourself, you are your most treasured asset. Give yourselves a round of applause. Come on, bring energy level up. He said, Mr. Brown, I've done all that I can do for you. You've got to go out and face the music. You go for the things I've taught you and make it happen. I went to WMVM radio station on Miami Beach. Milton Butterball Smith is the program director. Hello, Mr. Butterball. My name is Les Brown, sir. I like to be a disc jockey. 
He said, young man, you have any journalism in your background? No, sir, I don't. You have any experience in broadcasting? No, sir, I don't, but I practice every day. Let me, let me audition for you. Let me show you how good I am. He says, no, we don't have any job for you. How many have been rejected? Raise your hands, please. I was devastated with rejection. I went back to Mr. Washington. I said, Mr. Washington, they said no. He said, don't take it personally. Most people are so negative, they have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, you got to be hungry. Go back again. I said, yes, sir. I went back again. Hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you, sir? My name is Les Brown, sir. I like to be a disc jockey. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here yesterday? Yes, sir. Didn't I tell you no yesterday? Yes, sir. He said, then why are you back today? I said, well, sir, I, I didn't know whether or not somebody was laid off or somebody was fired, sir. No wonder it's laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day, talking loud, looking happy, like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? My name is Les Brown, sir. I'd like to be a disc jockey. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here the last two days? I said, yes, sir. Didn't I tell you no the last two days? I said, yes, sir. He said, then why are you back today? I said, sir, I, I didn't know whether or not someone got sick or someone died, sir. He said, no one got sick or died. No one was laid off a fire. Now, don't you come back here again. I came back the next day, talking loud, looking happy, like I was singing for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. My favorite book said, the greatest among you will be your servant. So I became the errand boy for the disc jockeys. I was serving them. I'd go get their lunch and their dinner, and I'd come into the control room watching them working the control room knobs and switches, knowing my time will come. Let us say together, my time will come when I'll be a top producer and when I'll come up on stage and they call my name because of my accomplishment. My time will come because I'm going to put forth the effort. And so on the weekends when the disc jockeys would come out to the parking lot, the cars would be clean inside out. They said, hey, who did this? I did, sir. How much do you charge, young man? Oh, nothing, sir. I just wanted to help out. Write this out. Build relationships. Build relationships. Give before you ask people to come into your business. Find some way to compliment them. Talk to them, ask them questions. Find out what's important to them, what's stressing them out, what keeps them up at night, what drives them, what they value. Don't advance with the business. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. That's why you want to tell the story and ask key questions. You want to be strategic and experiential. Write this down. You have an energy signature. People are feeling you out. They're listening to you. They're watching you. And so, it said, look, here are my car keys, young man. Donna Ross and the Supremes are coming to town, the Four Tops and the Temptations. I want you to pick them up at the airport and take them to the Fountain Blue Hotel on Miami Beach. It is my pleasure to serve you, sir.
I would drive these entertainers all over Miami Beach in the disc jockey's big long Cadillacs. I didn't have any driver's license, but I'd drive it like I had some. <laughs> then one day, it's a Saturday afternoon, a disc jockey by the name of Rockin' Roger was drinking while he was on the air. Rockin' Roger got so drunk, he could not complete the show. He began to slur his words. He's about to fall off the chair. It's a Saturday afternoon, and I was the only one there, looking at him through the control room window, walking back and forth, <laughs> young, ready, and hungry. I was saying, drink, rock, drink. Drink, rock. I'd have gone and get him some more if he'd asked me to. Then pretty soon the phone rang. It was a general manager. I said, hello? He said, young boy, this is Mr. Clyde. I said, I know. He said, Rock can't finish the program. I said, I know. He said, will you call one of the other DJs in? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone up. I said, now he must be thinking I'm crazy. I called my mama and my girlfriend, Cassandra. I said, y'all come out on the front porch, turn up the radio. I'm about to come on the air. <laughs> I waited for about 20 minutes, and I called him back. I said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, young boy, you know how to work the controls? I said, yes, sir. He said, go on there and segue the records, but don't you say nothing here. I said, yes, sir. I couldn't wait to get old Rock out of the way. I put on a fast record. I said, look out, this is me, L.B. Triple P. Les Brown, your platter playing papa. There were none before me, and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only. Young and single and love to mingle. Certified, bona fide, duly qualified to bring you satisfaction and a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. Give the old man a round of applause. I was hungry. I was hungry. I was hungry. You gotta be hungry. Shake someone's hand on your right and left and say, you gotta be hungry. Do that right now. Shake somebody else's hand. Say, you gotta be hungry. People that are hungry believe if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. People that are hungry believe what Zig said when he said, if you give enough people what they want, they will give you what you want. People that are hungry believe always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. People that are hungry are uncommon people. They are say yes to their dreams. They say yes to an opportunity where they can develop their entrepreneurial skills, where they can develop their mind and their leadership skills, where they can become versatile and flexible. You listening to the Divine Connection Show with your host Jessica and Tasia.
Good evening, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. How's everyone doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing great. I'm glad you're doing great, Tasia. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a replay last week um, because we felt it was important for people to make sure that they're focused and not um, focused on the right things because we know there's a lot of things happening and give some of our new listeners some insight on what we've been doing. And um, I just felt like that was, like, good information. It's just good to be well-rounded, to, um, you know, learn something new and um, some things or, you know, or something is missed. Um, I just felt like it was just good to yeah. replay. So for those of you who missed our voices and the lies, we're back. Um, so um, some updates with us. Um well, I started a garden about two weeks ago, and it's funny because we were talking about how things, how sometimes I have a hard time starting things, but I need things to be perfect. But it just did not work out for me to go get the wood, and I was trying to do a raised bed garden. And to go get the wood and the bricks, like, there just was no time. And I remember being exhausted, and my mom reminded me of this little wooden it's a very small garden bed that she had and I went and started the garden just from there I just used what I had no need to go out and buy things I didn't have that I was going to make the time eventually to go get the plants and everything else to to start a garden or you know I had plenty of pots starting pots you don't even need those you can use egg crates um you know a yogurt cup you know I was yeah You can buy all those things, but you can also use what you have. So Mm -hmm. I felt good because, or I still feel good about my little garden because it is really sprouting. The first thing to take off are my mustard greens. And then I see that we have some zucchini that's starting to sprout. But those leaves are just flourishing. So I'm so happy about it. Octavia encouraged me. She said, you'll have a garden flourishing in no time. It doesn't take long. All you need is some seed, water. And, um, you know, dirt. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even need dirt, depending on if you're doing those hydroponic um, gardens, which is something I was interested in. But actually, this is easier for me. I thought it would be easier to do the more like water-only gardens, but not necessarily. I need more equipment. But um, so, yeah, that, I'm proud of that. Um, some We've got some more plants because I don't know if you guys have been to Trader Joe's, but like a couple of weeks ago we went, they had tacos, snake plants, um, so many other plants for $3. So tacos help purify the air as well. Um, and it just makes your house feel a little bit, um, I don't know, feels better, mm-hmm. you know, to be around nature. And it's very uplifting. Like I realized that just is something I need because we had to take – I also went to the garden nursery and got some hostas I have been talking about for years and just happened to get some of the ones that were overlooked. They were actually tucked away on a shelf. They were watered, and they were just on sale. So they were like seven bucks. 
um, compared to the others, and they already were having a sale. So I just was like, oh, we can take these in revival. Um, actually, Octavia was the one that showed showed me those. So I was taking care of those for like two weeks as well. Got them around the same time we started the garden. But this weekend, past weekend, we um, well, first I wanted to um just add something to the garden. Um, because it really doesn't matter how much space you have, right? Um, because we don't have a whole lot of space, a whole lot of yard, yard, yeah. <laughs> so, if you can still plant you some things, put it on your porch or your patio, on your balcony, mm-hmm. um, buckets, pots, pots in your house. If you don't have nowhere to put it outside, what about those? Bucket. Yeah, pots and buckets. My friend had a flourishing, like, bell peppers and onions and something else. And she was in an apartment, and she had a deck. And she just had some buckets out there, and I was really impressed because her everything she planted grew. Mm-hmm. And she did that before us. So started in, um, I think she started in the spring. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah. You can make it happen if you really want Use it. what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, water bottles. Water jugs, milk cartons, milk jugs. I mean, really, literally everything. Because I went to the dollar store and I saw, like, oh, this one says 40 starting, a starter kit for 40. And it was like $3. And I was almost tempted to get it. And then I was like, everything adds up as far as money wise. And then I thought, like, these are, this is really no different from my egg cartons. Like, I have a bunch of egg cartons. So, like, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you just. You just drain you a hole at the bottom of your egg cartons and fill it up with some water, wet it, put some seeds in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really fun because it's something I've always wanted to do. And I was supposed to start last year, and I never did. And I still got to get my – I have, a like, a mobile raised bed garden I have to start. So I plan to do that this weekend. Um, and, you know – Octavia and others have said it's just never too late to start. Mm-hmm. I think it's late. too late. And I was thinking, like, because I didn't start in the spring, I was thinking, like, well, what's going to grow now? I had a different mindset, didn't know enough. And I thought if I just waited, um, if I waited too late, nothing's going to grow. But there are some things you can harvest during the hot month. And, you know, she was just mm-hmm. like, there's perfect time to grow zucchini mm-hmm. and squash and, and all that. Fall, yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, and even if you if you eat those things or not, I mean, it's just really good to have. Um, you can blanch and freeze them. I mean, well, as far as the squashes go, and then when it comes to the greens, like I've made sure I planted plenty of greens and cabbage and stuff that I actually really like. Um, and just because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, the world is just getting a little bit more and more crazy. Mm-hmm. And remember when um, – Dr. Daniels, I was laughing about it, but she was serious, Loki, because she said there's a food shortage already, which we know. And she said, "You need to get you a, <laughs> you need to get you a bag of dirt and put it in the living room and start growing your food." Like, yeah, that's how serious this is. I think um, just better to have something started because you don't want to just be caught slipping. Really, right? You don't want to not be prepared. Um, and then not only is that, we're not hoping for the work Mm-mm. but I mean you just we, get we're better that we, it does, it's not going to yeah. affect us we won't feel it you know and if anything at least we'll be prepared so when there is the next shut-in we won't have to go out as much because we're preparing now mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just 
better by next year. So it's just you have to start so you can learn. We're going to have failure in this process. Like, mm-hmm. it's just better to grow your own food. It is. Period. You know where it's coming from. You know there's no pesticides. There's no mm-hmm. hormone injections or anything like that. So, yeah, so, yeah, and then, the, yeah, the pesticides is the, the, they have dirt that's treated and stuff like that. It's, there are plenty of seeds for those that are still interested. There's, well, I won't say there's plenty of seeds, but there's there are seeds at the dollar store at Dollar Dollar General. Most of the dollar stores they carry them. Yeah, but it's that stuff is seasonal. They go. So I just happened to find a good amount that was left. I mean, some cucumbers, some. I was like, I don't even think I ever ate. You know, you never know. If you need to feed your family, you're going to make something happen. You can roast some stuff. You can make some, some. What is it? You know how people spiralize their uh, zucchini. You can make some kind of like pulled something out of the middle of the squash, the gourd. I don't know. I looked at this thing and I was like, what am I going to do with that? But, you know, hey, I mean, I eat zucchini and squash, so uh, it doesn't matter to me. And then I was able to get, like, some bell peppers, and then I got a lot of flower seeds, too, because they have, that's mostly what they had left. But they had some food left over, um, but though I took all the rest. <laughs> so, um but, yeah, you can go elsewhere, though, you know, any other nurseries, the um, like Lowe's and places like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, anyway, you know, make sure everybody's still, you got your stockpiles going, um, you know, your cleaning supplies, your paper goods. Um, my coworker was telling me how she feels like there's a, a paper, toilet paper shortage again because she was at, I think it was Sam's and I think she was at, I don't remember where she said she was, but she said there was none. So um, that's going to happen again. Yeah, that, the media, they're saying that mm-hmm. it's going to happen over so again. If you, so if that's very important to you, just get the things that you think, basically take this time to assess and realize mm-hmm. what you can and cannot live without. So we think we want to be healthy, right? We're like, oh, when we're not, you're just not going to buy any candy because, no, we're giving up candy. But at the heat of something, when you're shut in, locked down, limited, even if you're not shut in and locked down, just limited on what you used to be able to do and things that you're used to, you're sometimes going to want something, you know. Mm-hmm. You may want a soda. You may want some snacks. Because I know I, we, I've given up chips twice already. And now, you know, with Pages, they they relapsed, to be honest. Oh, it's my fault? Yeah, because you bought them. (laughs) But, you know, I ran out of chips, and I was like, I'm not buying anymore. i got to give that up. I did well. I did well because I really am addicted to chips. But I went like a month. Come on, so many people do that, you know? But anyway, I mean, I think I would need to make sure I have some chips, though, like on the real, because, you know, even though I'm trying to eat better. But, you know, just have some things that you know that you can't live without, um, you know. Um, one thing I was looking up, because I wanted people to, I know many of us have heard of elderberry, but I don't think people really know how awesome that berry actually is. Um, so I was, I put out my apothecary book, and um, I hope everyone can hear me. Can they hear me? Okay. All right. Um, 
let me read from my apothecary book really quick because um and I looked up online too, you know, I, I read like from the reputable sites, um, like Healthline or WebMD or something like that. And um I actually saw that they use it to inhibit like well, let me just tell you what it is overall. <laughs> so, um, we know that it is well, we know that it's a berry. But it's one of the potent antioxidant berries out, like high in vitamin C. Matter of fact, let me pull this up right here. Where is it? I'm gonna read that to you guys first. Instead of my book. But um it's super high in vitamin C. Is there are six to thirty five milligrams of vitamin C per one hundred grams of fruit, which accounts up to sixty percent of the the recommended daily intake. And it's high in dietary fiber, um, super rich in flav um, let me see, flavonols, um, all those other antioxidants. It's just very technical. You don't really need to know that. But yes, very high in antioxidants. And um in my book I was reading that um it's a very potent antiviral that fights influenza B. Well there was a study done in Israel um and they saw they found that it was um an antiviral that fights against influenza B and also um, there was clinical studies shown that they found that it reduces fever, cough, for hours. After taking the elderberry syrup only two days, almost two-thirds of those with influenza reported complete recovery. So it's also rich in compounds that um, improve your heart and circulatory health. And um, so you can make like a when you buy elderberries, I mean they sell them in chewable vitamins. They you can make you can buy straight up elderberries. I buy elderberries, um, and then you can make your own syrup. So you can make your syrup. There are like recipes out there, like two parts tea. Like you kind of like brew your elderberries like as a tea, cook it down a bit. Two parts tea, one part honey, and then some people do like two parts. Um, well, I think it's two-part honey to one-part water or something like that. And then you can cap it off with um, some kind of alcohol like vodka or brandy or something like that. But anyway, um, it also, like, it's like a cleanser. It cleanses liver, kidneys. So basically if you're sick, it just pushes everything out. So it's also through your mucous membranes. It's also very um, medicinal for your lungs. So it's like a good expectorant, like, um, and it, it just clears everything out. So it, it could also, I mean, you could vomit, you can poop. I mean, you know, if you're sick. So it moves things from your, your lungs. And um, the only thing is, I mean, I I read on the Internet that you shouldn't eat them raw. But it's weird because I literally see, like, herbalists pick them and the berry and eat it. But you know, you keep, they say don't eat them raw, don't eat the bark, the leaves, or even the red elderberries. Um, they can be poisonous or they can just cause stomach issues. 
so to say that it needs to be cooked. But um, yeah, let me see what else did I get in my book. I know it's said to reduce inflammation, um, so it was good for like uh, rheumatoidism. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just good um, for, like, flu symptoms, too. And I know it's anti-cancer, anti-diabetes, anti-inflammatory. Also, um, I know they can't really say, but they said um, in my book it says to inhibit the herpes virus as well as HIV as well. Um, So I just thought that was something that some people can learn a little bit more in depth on. Yeah. Would this be potentially helpful with the side effects of what they say COVID brings? Oh, yeah, because it's flu-like symptoms Mm -hmm. or common cold or, you know, so definitely if people are having, you know, issues, viral issues, it's definitely antiviral, you know. Mm -hmm. So it just helps, and it's also a diuretic. Um, So it just gets everything going like a charge, you know. Um, It's like a charge of almost you put that in your body and it tells everything else, like, hey, you know, everything starts running from it. Like everything (laughs) that was out of proportion is like, okay, we got to go because the elder berry is here. But I I like something. Um, Okay, so you guys. Some of you know that I've been doing canning, um, which is, you know, basically canning my own food. Just like the way people just go buy canned goods, I do that myself now. Um, Not something I ever wanted to do. It's just when it comes to getting prepared and things like that and starting this gardening and stuff, it's just something I just, I don't know, fell into, wanted to do it. Just never, you know, my grandmother used to can but I not, never had any desire to do that. But anyway, that's what I've been doing. So I've made pickles, um, and I've made, like, bread and butter pickles. I made spicy dill pickles, and I made regular dill pickles. But I was it looking through my, my book, and I read the benefits of dill, and I think it's interesting. I think people need, you know, so, you know, there's the herb, there's the dill weed, which is like the leafy, fern-like leaves, and then there's the dill seed as well. Um, So when you do, if you do go buy dill, just know there's a difference. Or if you're making pickles, just know there's a difference between the dill seed and dill weed, although you can use both in your pickles when you make cucumbers. I mean, when you make pickles out of cucumbers. (laughs) So um, I read that the herb dill was once used to induce sleep in babies with colic. And it says herbalists use dill to relieve gas and stimulate flow of mother's milk. Dill stimulates seeds have also been chewed to lessen the appetite and stop the stomach from rumbling. Um, and then it says in India, it is used to treat ulcers fevers, uterine pain, and problems with the eyes and kidneys, usually in a formula with other herbs. In Ethiopia, the seeds are chewed to relieve a headache. 
So it's just really interesting when you start to um, learn about different <laughs> benefits of food, yeah. edibles. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I learned some other interesting things, but I won't just make this all about herbs and plants and things this like that. This is good information, though. Yeah. So, um, oh, but, but I did want to give you guys an update. Um, well, I won't, won't say an update. So we're still working on getting our CCWs. And um, I want everybody to really understand the importance of getting all this stuff done now. Now, and that's all I got to say. Not later. Do it now because everything's taking forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just that. I mean, classes are filling up. You don't have your CCWs already. Um, if you desire to have If it. you desire to have it. You don't, you know, because we had our guns, but here we can do open carry. So you don't necessarily have I mean, as long as it's not concealed, you're, you're fine. But um, the ammunition has gone up double. So if you haven't restocked or replaced your old bullets that may need replaced, because they tried to, they told us, what, replace them every six, six months. months? Yeah. But, you know, that's just from people that carry all the time and maybe mixed in with some, I don't know, bodily fluids, basically. Sweat and debris and whatever. Or moisture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moisture. So, um, but basically, um, make sure you get that because they're also counting. So, um, but I've already said this, but for those that have never heard me say it, um, they're limiting the amount you can get. Before, you could just go in and get as many as you need it, mm-hmm. as many bullets, boxes as you need it, boxes of bullets. And now it's just one box, mm-hmm. one day, per day. So, okay. And it's double the price. So when you go, you go as Every day, if you're trying to build up your... Or every other day. Yeah. So it's like, and that can be pricey because from what you were used to paying. So yeah, just yeah. consider... There's a shortage on certain um, ammo, too, because for 9 millimeter, Yeah, they're sold out. Scared. Yeah, some places it's sold out. So. Yeah, you can't even buy the 9 millimeter bullet. Not over here in this area. So... So just be mindful of those things. And um, with the CCW, with those classes we're taking, um, we have to look up the application for the license ahead of time. So anytime you're doing anything, you got to make sure that you look everything up before these applications that we have to fill out to fill them out correctly as a national. So for Ohio, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty simple, straightforward. Um, it may be the same in other states, but you're not required to put in your Social Security number. So that's optional. And then um, you would just put your state where you live at. Yeah. Um, so you would put Texas, USA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that was the only thing I found on that application. But, again, like just Social Security was optional. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to do that. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, you have to wear a mask. 
places around. Everywhere, yeah. Every, it's everywhere you're quite, well, they try to say, they try to say, yeah, you're required to wear it. Yeah, because even in our CCW class, there was um, a nurse there, right? Another nurse, she was an RN, and she said, they were talking about, they were, someone asked the question, if wearing a face shield will be okay. And the, the, the instructor, he was like, well, I mean, one of the guys that's going to be there to guide you all and teach you, he's like 70. So I think that, you know, they weren't sure about the answer. They're like, I don't know if it's got to be a mask or if the shield's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. So most of the time, most of the places are going to say a face covering. Right. And so usually that, that counts. They, they they were unsure of the question. But our RN spoke out, young melanated woman, and she was just like, you know, Mask, whether it's a surgical mask, uh, um, reusable, handmade one, face shield, everyone knows, like where she, especially where she works, she said everyone here knows that they're useless. She said it's only you to please the public. Like she just had to have a little mm-hmm. outburst, you know, and just show them, like, tell them to chill, like, like just do it. It's just really the piece. It's not really effective. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, but, and if you want to know, if you haven't, if you have not bought your your firearm, your firearm. Yeah, if you have not purchased your firearm, we have, and you need some guidance, we have a webinar that shows you how to, that walks you through the steps on how to purchase a, a firearm as a U.S. national, as a national and not a citizen of the United States. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that. So you can go to our website for that as well at jtmus.com, jtmus.com. And um, another thing, when we were talking about, well, we didn't think about this. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to doing anything you want to do anywhere, you know, try to look ahead of time because we went fishing over the weekend. And our friend told us that, you know, I mean, when you go there, you go in to get a fishing license. That's what people do. But they totally asked me straight up for my Social Security number. And I was like, to fish? And I was so thrown off, and I was like, "Why do we need, you know?" They're like, "You are social state license," and I'm just like, "But it's only good for a day, unless you buy a certain one." So I'm still learning about this. You can get one; it's good for a day. It's like cheap. It was like, "I'm like for a seven dollar license, why do you need my my social security number for something I'm probably going to do once? I don't don't want it to only be one time. But let's be honest: there are some things we only try once." and we don't do it again. I don't plan to do that that way. I would like to, you know, plan to get the, what, a year license for, like, what, $25? But Paige and I opted out. They're like, you know, you can get fined if you are caught with a fishing pole and, you know, if the if the people come around and they question you and you have a fishing pole, you can get a, you can get a fine. Yeah. So I was like, I looked up how much the fines cost. It's like 50 to $75. Okay. That's okay. You know, yeah. whatever. So, but, yeah, saying, um, we're not going to say what we did, but, yeah. I mean, we watched your fish. 
And the kids, the kids don't need one, so, you know, yeah. So anyway, you can do what you want to do, but um, you don't have to. So what we should have done, we could have put zeros in place of the Social Security number. So if you go fishing um, and you want to get, well, if you want to get a fishing license, I'm going to say if you go fishing, people can go in their backyard and fish. So if you want to go fishing and they ask for your Social Security number, you just give them all zeros. And then also where it says, um, what was it? When we write, we got to write Ohio mm-hmm. or wherever you're from. And just, you know, mm-hmm. just that you're not a mm-hmm. citizen. Um, and put U.S. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so put that. And. Just saying, you guys, we're going through these durations, scenarios as we're becoming more private. We are private. We're just correcting our status. Um, but I also want to give you guys an update on, well, no. Here's the thing. We're doing all of this, and we just we learned about this information, and we're starting this year. But we're not as far. I'm not as far as where I want, I'd like to be in the process. So, for the longest I thought, I sent this information in, um, and I sent some paperwork in through the mail. How many mail did I say I sent it as? Registered? Registered mail. So, people act like they do not have my stuff. (laughs) And the good thing about sending something registered mail is you can track it. Everything has to be signed for it. So they tried to tell me that they never got it, and it just was unacceptable. And so I was like, I'm going to have to track this money order I sent. I'm going to have to track. You know, I, I tracked it down. I called them back. I gave them all the information. Like, no, it was delivered this date, this time. I So I know I'm going to find out if somebody cashed the money order and all of that. So they're working hard to get my my paperwork back to me. But the thing is, it's like, I was thinking because of all of this pandemic situation, that's why it was a holdup, but I should have been a little bit more active on the status, but I felt like because I think I came, it took a long time too. Mm-hmm. So I already, we took ours a little after, so I felt like, you know, I just, his experience was, you know, as a mold to what could have happened to, to mine, and that's just, you know, just be proactive, and I wish I would have, looked into it sooner because I feel like it's just, this is like, what, three months? Forever. So, I don't know, you guys. My thing is just keep going forward, though. There will be a lot of obstacles in the way, and you just have to keep going. It could be frustrating. It can be infuriating if you let it. I just look at it like, okay, I'm going to get it done. Um, I just have to go through some hoops and some loops. And, um, On a lighter note, I think my student loans are on their last leg of being dismissed because, you know, some of you know that I started the third-party debt um, process in November, and I received some – I'll have to go into detail another time or something because I received the email, but it was not like any other. um, It was through Naviant. Uh, you know, that's the one that's, if people don't know, Navient is third-party debt collector. 
um, basically they're third party and they're collecting the debt off of basically your original, you know, um, company. So um, I've been fighting that and, you know, my credit score has gone up and down, up and down, down and stays steady. Um, it won't go under six though. <laughs> but um, the thing is, lately, I just happened to check the credit score on the app, and one the TransUnion still still says that it hadn't been paid, and then the Equifax says that it's basically it's in the green. What did it say? Um. Oh, it was the details were saying that it, something was paid, and you know, basically it was in the green though. It should have been in the red because I hadn't paid. It was in the clear. Let me see if I can see exactly what it says real quick. Um, I think it said no info. It says the. Bear with me. Um, yes. I was correct. It says no info. And, you know, there's several of them, so it gives you the breakdown. And it told, it says, like, it reported that I have paid 15% of this loan. And I scroll down to the next one. It told me I paid 12% of that loan. And then another one says I paid 8% of that loan and so on and so forth. And it told me I did that on June 30th. I did not pay a thing. So I know I'm on the last leg of this. I think I'm finally basically I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So as tedious as it can be to continuously fight um, to correct and to continue to, yeah, just to correct your status and to fight with for what you already have. We know that they're robbing us. They're taking things from us. All the systems created for them to just Take everything from us and call it a policy, and it's not. It's a robbery, it's theft, um, and it's controlling. And once your eyes have been opened to that, I don't understand how anyone could want to stay in that type of bondage. So, I mean, kudos to those that are out there still working on correcting their status. Um, Definitely try to um, start working on getting your, your for real status, the national passport. Get that together if you haven't already. Um, I mean, like I said, the process of things is taking quite long. I mean, to even go to the post office, oh, my goodness. <laughs> they only have one person working still, like, as if it's quarantine time, and they're doing that on purpose. So the line is always out the door, but we already know everybody's six feet apart. But it's still super long because they have one person. It's different if they have two or three people at the window. Most of the time they have, like, one person working so it's still just as bad as if they had two people in the line without the door. So, but, yeah. So those are my updates. Um, so, I don't know. I guess that's, that's about it for me. I've talked a lot. you got a lot <laughs> on your chest. Yeah, and I guess I can keep going. You know, that's what the radio's for. You guys really like to hear us talk. Um, so everybody just be encouraged and just, I hope everybody's feeling good because I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of this is, I guess, because we're preparing or we're not allowing certain energies, we're not indulging in the media, 
It's, we're protecting our space. We're protecting our minds. We're protecting our hearts, you know. So we're protecting ourselves from bad energy, bad vibes, and, you know, and bad talk, like not speaking anything negative over ourselves. So maybe that's why. So we're focused in the, the positive zone. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I hope everybody's feeling okay and feeling good and just keep going. Um, all right, that's, that's about it for me. I hope you guys have anything. Um, let's see, announcements. Um, I'm go to our website. Mm-hmm. By if you haven't already purchased the firearm webinar, um, and anything else on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Yeah, the password has processes on there too. So JT News. J-T-M-U-S-E-S dot com. And um, Akeem's show is every Tuesday, Truth Tuesdays at 7. And he's still doing um, new things and bigger things. I mean, we're just going to keep growing. So everybody, grow with us. Let's do this. Let's take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Peace, everyone. Have a good night. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation.
listening to your host, Akeem L, on Hindsight Radio.